Okay. Um, so, uh, my name is Lily Chanley. Um, I'm going to be a senior at Johns Creek High School in the fall. Go Glads! Um, okay. So, I'm going to show you my family. I think there's going to be a picture up there. Okay, so that's my family. Um, my dad, Jeff, my mom, Robin, and my brother, Grayson. So, he's going to be um, a sophomore at Covenant College, and he's 20. Um, yes, go Covenant. Um, okay, so... So we become a little bit of a less strangers. I'm going to tell a little bit about myself and um, about my faith. So I grew up here in Atlanta for the most part. Um, I went to elementary school, public elementary school, and then I moved to Perimeter, which is a private school here at uh, Perimeter Church. So I um, <laughs> went there from fifth to eighth grade, and I don't, I was baptized when I was seven, but I truly don't believe I became a Christian until ninth grade. So in private school, you have Bible time and Bible classes and you take tests. So a lot of it is you had to do it. It was more of a chore for me. And then when I became uh, a freshman in high school, I didn't have that in my daily life. I didn't have that in um, my everyday routine. So I longed for it. Um, and then that's when I became involved in our high school ministry here called Watershed. It's um, our high school ministry at Perimeter Church. Um, okay, so before I get too far into it, I'm going to pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I just pray that you calm my nerves. Um, Lord, this is just not my words. This is your words. And with everything that is going on recently, Lord, I just um, pray you protect us this week and protect our hearts. Uh, Lord, I pray that these kids can be vulnerable, they can be honest, and they can be loving throughout this week. Um, we're here as the youth of, uh, and disciples of you, and I pray that we can use that this week during our missions, and um, amen. Okay, so... When I, started about think, when I started thinking about what I wanted to talk about, I had no idea. I was going through a lot at the time, and I did not want to talk about what uh, I was going through. So I took marketing for three years in high school, and I was like, how about I do a survey? So I did a survey um, to 75 people, and I asked them the same three questions. The first one was, um, I'm pretty sure they should go on the board, but... Um, it could, I, wait, hmm. the first one was what was the hardest thing you have been going through in the past year? It could be emotional or physical or spiritual. Um, what, uh, if you had to hear a sermon about whatever you think you and your friends needed to hear, what would it be about? And then finally, number three, what do you think is the number one struggle in a society like ours is today? Now, I sent this to a whole bunch of demographics, psychographics, geographics, which means just a whole bunch of people. They were, some of them were atheists, some of them were Christians, some of them were seeking, male and female, high school and middle school. So, um, so I asked a whole bunch of different people. And if I was being honest with you, I sat there in my bedroom in the middle of the night and cried hearing what y'all had to say. Um, I did not realize the pain that most of y'all go through, the, the suicidal thoughts that y'all have in your heads, or maybe it was the parental problems or the family problems that y'all have been going through. This broke my heart seeing that my friends and people I barely knew was going through this. So 
Um, the, number th the number three question I noticed, um, it kind of stuck out to me because I thought people were going to say drugs and alcohol and pornography and sex and stuff like that. But it was not that, if I'm being honest. It was more of things that people don't see, people that they, you can't see from the outside. So um, it, I kind of put it under the description of distractions. Maybe you're distracted by social media or your social status or who you were friends with or that boy or girl that you're dating. Um, so now these are the things that you think about throughout your day. These are the things that I think about throughout my day. If I'm being honest, what I think about is I think about my social status, what people think of me, what friends I have. And that's like something that I struggle with right now. Um, so throughout my talk and throughout this week, I want y'all to think about what you think throughout the day. Um, most of us don't think about what Christ wants us to do or what Christ, we sh what Christ would do in that situation. Um, most of us, we think about what this person would do in that situation or what, um, what we think we should do in that situation. So I want you to think about that throughout my talk and the rest of this week. So most of y'all know the beginning of sin. And I wanted to start off with Genesis 3. Now, since most of y'all know, I'm not going to read all 24 verses because A, I don't have that time, and B, you probably don't want to. Um, so I'm going to summarize a few verses that I think we need to talk about. It starts off with Eve talking to the serpent about what she should, what she should not eat from the trees and what she, what she could eat. So um, she knew exactly what she was supposed to eat and what she couldn't eat. And that's kind of like us. We know exactly what we're not supposed to do. God tells us the Ten Commandments and things in the Bible, and we still do them. Um, so... This is just like us. So we are just like Adam and Eve through this. So um, it says in verse 4, You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. This is just like our world now. Just like Adam and Eve, we become prideful. And our pride is because we are out, because maybe it's because of our outstanding grades or it's because we are better than someone else. Um, or maybe we have someone, something that someone else doesn't have. Within this, this is what's separating us from Christ. It separates us from Christ through pride. So like the serpent says, you will not die from eating the forbidden fruit to Adam and Eve. We make it easy to, to blink past these small sins and become continuous problems that we may not even know we're doing. In Genesis 3, 6, it says, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was going was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom. She took some of it and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Relationships look appealing. Someone with perfect grades looks smart, and um, the amount of likes that you have just looks fun. Um, we focus on ourselves and what other people think. They distract us from they distract us from God's opinion and what he expects from us. And just how the fruit seemed to appeal, to appeal to Eve in the long run ended up hurting them, just like the worldly things will end up hurting us. So you may be thinking, wow, Lily, you just told me everything I did wrong. But here, I'm gonna tell you the promise within this. There's hope for us. And that hope comes from the promise, the promise we read about in Genesis 
where God foreshadows that what he will do through a child, the child, the baby Christ. Um, baby Jesus came to stomp on the serpent's head through his work and on the cross and through the resurrection and because of what we had hope. We, had, we, have, we have hope to become better disciples of Christ. We see in Matthew 14, 22 through 33. If you want to turn there in your Bibles, that's where we're going to start. So Jesus had just fed the 5,000. This did not include men, I mean, did not include women or children. Um, and then he sent the disciples off into the lake, and he said he was going to meet up with them. It says in verse 22, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. 23, after he dismissed them, he, sent up on, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. God had just made this huge miracle happen, and he was going to pray. Now, this was very interesting to me. Um, I thought about how he had only prayed, and I didn't remember any other time in Matthew that he had prayed by himself, except the Garden of Gethsemane. So I started looking, and he did only pray right at this time, and then the Garden of Gethsemane. Now, the Garden of Gethsemane, he was about to be put um, onto trial, and so this was right before it. So it must have been really, really important. And if he is praying here from sunset to sunlight, this also must have been really important. He knew he was coming closer to the cross. And then um, we see that... We see that a story continues in verse 24. And the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because was, wind was against it. So there was a large storm coming, and the disciples were afraid. How, were they how was Jesus supposed to get to them when they were in the middle of the lake? They were terrified. Um, in verse 25 and 26, it says, Shortly before... This uh, dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. Now, once again, God has just done this huge miracle. And if I was a disciple, I would have been afraid too. He just made the impossible become possible. And even though the disciples have seen many miracles, this was just another one that they had not seen before. And then it continues, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. This is verse 27 through 29. Now this is God specifically telling us to join his kingdom, to join his family, and to take that next step. Now, most of y'all grew up in the church. Maybe it wasn't all of you, but most of y'all, I assume, did. Um, I encourage you to listen in at this moment if you are not a Christian or if you're seeking. God tells us that we are not going to have a perfect life. And as Christians, we're definitely not perfect. And I'll tell you about mine a little bit later. So I encourage you this week, if, you are, if your heart is being pulled to become a disciple of Christ, I encourage you to talk to your, your peers, your leaders throughout this week. Now, um, it continues in verse 30 saying, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sing, cried out, Lord, save me. 
Now, if you're already a Christian, I'm going to take and have taken that leap of faith. I'm going to make this verse more a little towards us. As Christians, we have also done this. But even though we have taken this next step, we are not promised a smooth sailing life. Peter felt the wind and he saw the storm, but he was afraid and he left for a split second from trusting Christ. And he focused on the storm. As Christians, we do the same. I know I have. For some Christians, it can be like what I talked about earlier, drugs, alcohol, pornography. But some of us, it's a lot less simple. It's things that people don't see. It's cheating, stealing, lying, pride, self-worth, social status, and many other things. These are the things in the world that separate us from Christ. Um, This is what makes us start sinking. This is when we stop trusting in Christ and instead trusting in the world. You're not pretty enough. You don't have enough friends. You don't have a boyfriend or girlfriend. These are the things that distract us from Christ. Whatever it is, it does not make you feel good. The world makes you constantly strive for the more worldly things, and trust me, it will not satisfy you. So now I'm going to get into myself a little bit. Um, For me, I have dealt with many of these things, and just recently it's been more of the social status aspect. So many of y'all, your 2020, I would say could be better. Um, Most of y'all's 2020 started in March. Um, I like to say my 2020 fall started in January. (laughs) So January 11th um, was a really hard night for me. It was a Saturday night, and I normally had work. I had been working at a bakery for quite a while, uh, and it was supposed to be stormy that night, and my boss, she was like, I don't know if you should come in. Um, It's supposed to be stormy. And I was like, I need the money, so, like, please let me come in. So I went in, and I went in with barely any rain. I drove there, did not seem like any other night. Um, So I got there. I was doing dishes, fun, I know, right? Um, And I had got a call from my dad. And I had an Apple Watch, so I saw that he was calling, and knowing my dad, he never called me at work. He knew it was rude, I would never answer. But here he was calling me. So, um, he called me, and I went to my boss, and I was like, I don't know why my dad's calling me. can I answer? I know it's probably kind of a big deal because he never calls me at work. So, of course, she said yes. I stepped aside. Um, I remember my heart dropping as soon as my dad said, everyone is out of the house. I had never heard my dad so frantic in my entire life. So I knew something was wrong. I don't remember anything else that he said after that. Um, He was very panicked, and so was I. And he ended the phone call, and I still had no idea what was happening. Um, I wasn't crying. And then my mom called me, and she explained to me that a power line had fallen onto our house, which was by a tree, and our house was fully on fire. I did not know how to deal with this. I was in shock and I was honestly not crying. I went to my boss and as soon as she said, as soon as she asked me, am I okay? And I said, house fire, 
I just burst into tears. And if I was being honest with you, I thought about everything I owned, all my clothes, my shoes, my jewelry. And if I'm being honest, I struggle that, with that too. I don't have much anymore. Well, that's what I like to say. I have the basics, but I remember everything that I lost, every necklace, every shoe. And if you know me, that was my thing. I love dressing up. I love clothes. Um, I love who everybody sees me as when I'm dressed up. But when I went from having everything that I wanted to having almost nothing, it was scary. And what I thought about was, what am I going to wear on Monday? What are people going to think of me? You know, maybe it was, I know I remember thinking, are people going to think of me as the girl whose house burned down? That's what I was afraid of. Now, you may be thinking, Lily, you've got to be kidding me. Your family's okay. Like, you should be thinking about the things that matter. And if I'm being honest, I did not at all. Um, and even now, I still struggle with what I have, what other people don't have, or what I look like. And maybe it's not I'm pretty enough, it's what I'm wearing. The things that cover me that people don't see from the inside. So this was my wind, this was my storm, and I was honestly, metaphorically sinking. Now I fast forward a month or two later, and I'm the type of person that deals with things by themselves. So um, I just kept telling everybody I was fine. Hey Lily, how are you doing? I'm fine. How's the house? It's fine. Do you need anything? No, I'm fine. Um, so I remember sitting there after dealing with that, telling everybody I was fine when I was not fine, and it broke my heart. It broke my heart. I was tired. I was tired of doing it by myself. I was tired of believing in myself and believing in what I had. So I was sitting there on a beanbag, crying in the middle of the night, like a sad person would. And I look up and I see the Bible that Watershed had given me the night after the fire. Now, if I'm being honest, I had not opened it. Um, this is a month or two after two. So I went and I was like, oh, God, I know this is you telling me that I should probably go grab the Bible. So I did. And then I was like, I don't know where to turn. I haven't opened this thing in a few months. So I went to Romans, and I remembered somebody had told me a verse, um, Romans 8, 38-39. And it says, For I am conceived that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any, uh, nor any power, neither, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now this made me realize that I was not trusting in Christ. This made, this made me realize that this process would have been a lot easier with Christ. And as sinful people, it's not that easy for us to remember that in the heat of the moment. So um, after that, I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to try to be a disciple of Christ. I'm going to try to live my life 
trusting in Christ instead of trusting in the things that what I defined myself as. So um, obviously I have not been perfect at that. Um, If you know me, I'm still struggling a lot. (laughs) But it also gives me hope and peace and comfort knowing that I have something to look back on, something I can hope for. Okay, so what does this mean for those who are seeking? Um, For those who are seeking and who are not yet a Christian yet, I pray that you see the happiness in me. And all the other speakers and Christians around us, I hope you see their hearts this week. That they are content with Christ and even in the darkest of times, that you can see that they are happy and that there is another side to the darkness. Um, I pray that you will see Christ and that you will want his water. You will want to see him within you grow. Um, I want you to feel that you can be fully trust that you can fully trust Christ, and that you can become a disciple of Him. I know. I also want to tell you that it's not going to be easy 100% of the time. I've been a Christian now for three years, and as I just told you, this was a few months ago, so I still fall. But I hope and pray that y'all strive for, um, I hope that you strive for that and you strive to have your water filled with God's water. And maybe even today, you're like, I want that. I'm tired of doing it by myself. And I hope you stop leaning towards the worldly things and start leaning towards Christ. And I hope that you talk this week with your peers and your leaders about what you're going through and that you want to make that commitment. Now, for those who are Christian, who have already taken that leap of faith, I want you to know it's okay. We all mess up. But it's our, just, our jobs as disciples of Christ to use the things that we are given, the situations that we have in the darkest times in our life for him. Just like I did now, I was vulnerable with y'all. And I hope as Christians you realize that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be vulnerable and we're supposed to share your story. I want this to be a reminder that you are not alone. These things that we deal with with our friends, you know, the drama in your class, the, the bad grades, it will all go away. You may have all A's, but in 20 years, it won't matter. The boy or girl that you have a crush on, God will have another plan for you. The mean kid in class, he will eventually grow up. And the only thing that will matter the rest of your life is if you're a disciple of Christ. If you are living your life and sharing your story as a disciple of Christ. So, For all those note takers who are kind of like, Lily, you haven't given me much to take notes on, I'm going to give you a few questions. So who do you want to be? Who will you become? Who do you want to live for? And are you going to live enslaved by the world or live as a disciple for Christ? I'm going to read that one more time. So who do you want to be? Who do you want to become? Who do you want to live for? 
And are you going to live enslaved by the world or live as a disciple of Christ? Okay, let's pray. Dear Lord, um, I thank you for Rush. I thank you for all that you have done and the amount of time that we've prepared for this. And I hope that it was not my words, Lord. I know that I may have not done anything, but it's all you. Everything I said, everything I do is for you, Lord. Um, I pray that you change some of these men and women's hearts. um, And I just pray that they can have an amazing week and be vulnerable. And they can think about what all the speakers have said. Um, And that's it. Amen.